Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 138, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing how our mind works how we behave and react in situations, and how we can master the mind to achieve better outcomes in our lives. Joining me is Dean Coomer. Dean is one of the coaches of the Chimp Method developed by Professor Steve Peters. Dean coaches and mentors individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best version of themselves. He is a registered member of the British Psychological Society and has a master's degree in psychology. I'd also like to thank the show's sponsors, Athletic Greens, now known as AG1. Their mission is to empower people to take ownership of their health. Athletic Greens brings comprehensive, convenient nutrition to just about everybody. Taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on the stomach and hard to keep up with. AG1 has 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens in one convenient daily serving. Their philosophy is to focus on a very small number of products based on what the latest science indicates is essential to human health. Athletic Greens is offering the listeners of the show 10% of their first order. Just head over to athleticgreens.com forward slash fitter healthier dad to get your discount. Hey Dean, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Yeah, very well, Darren. Thanks very much. Absolute pleasure to be here with you. Uh, love your quest. Love your mission. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a huge passion of mine. And so I really appreciate, appreciate you saying that. Um, no so obviously, we today we're going to be talking about the chimp paradox and um, obviously what that concept is. But for people that haven't come across you, Dean, that haven't come across the chimp paradox, can you give us a bit of background and insight? Yeah, certainly. Um, well, obviously, my name's Dean, Dean Kuma. Um, uh, on a personal note, um, I'm a dad of three adult children. Sounds a, li- a bit, little bit like an oxymoron, but uh, <laughs> yeah, my eldest, she's uh, she's 28 this year. New wow. middle son, he's 22. And uh, and I've got one who's 17, who's still at home. Oh, okay. um, professionally, uh, I'm one of the psychological skills mentors at Chimp Management. So I work for Professor Steve Peters. Uh, And I've been working for Steve for the last seven years. Um, Prior to that, um, I was working in and for the military for 26 years. Um, And before that, I was uh, I was still working in sport and exercise. So I was a sports organiser for the Sports Council of Wales, um, looking to increase participation in sport, fitness and health for uh, targeted groups such as uh, the disabled, the over 50s and the unemployed. Yeah, interesting. That is a very interesting career. So <laughs> the military, what, what were you doing in the military, Dean? Uh, well, I joined in the late 80s. I uh, was very fortunate enough to join directly as a physical training instructor. So again, it was about sport and exercise. Um, in 1994, I was again fortunate enough to subspecialize as a rehabilitation instructor. 
So um, in simple terms, we used to, you know, when we used to break people, I was then able to uh, to mend them afterwards. Uh, so yeah. I was part of a multidisciplinary medical team. So I worked with uh, sports and exercise medical consultants, uh, physiotherapists, occupational therapists. Right. And we tried to then piece um, injured and ill soldiers back together uh, and get them to the best function, whatever that meant for them. Mm, yeah, very interesting. And, and yeah, very much needed, I, I would imagine. Um, so... Dean, for people that haven't come across the concept of the chimp paradox and obviously what Professor Steve has, has created, can you give us a bit of a high level overview of actually what it means, what it's all about? Yeah, certainly. Um, so Professor Steve Peters and I have to say, Darren, um, I'm standing on um, the shoulder uh, of him as a giant uh, because yeah. it's his model and I'm lucky enough to uh, to work with him and for him. Um, so he developed the model to help people understand and manage their minds. So his background, he is a, a consultant forensic um, psychiatrist, um, but happens to have done a lot of work and is probably well known for a lot of work in elite sport. So mm -hmm. over the last 30 to 40 years, and he's worked with a number of high profile uh, professional and amateur athletes and teams and organizations. Um, so he developed the model to help people understand the questions that they were asking themselves, such as, you know, why do I overreact in certain situations? Why do I sabotage my goals in simple terms? You know, I want to go to the gym four times this week. Why haven't I been at all? I want to eat cleaner or healthier. Why am I still, you know, rushing to a fast food uh, restaurant and, uh, and scoffing my face? So on, on a simple level, some of those questions, but obviously some of the, uh, the individuals that he was working with, um, some of the issues that they, they were dealing with were far more serious and significant, um, hence him being a consultant forensic psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and he developed this model to say, well, look, you know, let me, let me try and help you answer some of those questions. Um, and he treats every individual, and we do as a company, as a unique individual, We've all got our own baggage. We've all got our own sort of genetic history and inherited characteristics. And, you know, the way that we've interacted with our environments and the way we've been parenting, uh, parented, et cetera. Um, yeah. So so that's why he developed the model. Yeah. And I, and I think it's very interesting because it's I think, like you said there, you know, from our childhood um, to, you know, growing up into to young adults, we, we perceive that the way that we think is 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 a way that everybody else thinks and that's you know that's not necessarily the case and and i think you know when we lose motivation or if we overact or if we act in a way that we don't want to act we sometimes think that we're broken um and, and we're just not right and it's and it's it's that having that understanding and and i think i've only come to start learning and understanding about the mind and emotions and ego like I said to you before since I've been involved in sport because it gets to a point I think that you know a lot of people listening to this will understand if they want to get fit and healthy it's a physical activity i.e it could be nutrition changing their food or it could be exercise right but a large part of this I truly believe is down to the mind and you know unless we start to understand ourselves that can be a huge limiting factor, can't it? Certainly, yeah. And I mean, I guess when we ask ourselves, you know, 
why didn't I go to the gym five times this week, four times? You know, why haven't I lost the, the weight that I'm after? And very often it's because of, you know, a th- I just didn't feel like going, mm. you know, on, on very simple terms. And then there's that intimate relationship between the way that we feel and the way that we think. And we have that inner dialogue. Yes. And, uh, you know, and, and again, don't know if, the, if it's familiar with the listeners where, you know, you, you, you've got a gym session planned for that evening. The weather turns a bit nasty. You're tired. You've worked hard. You know, mm. should you really go to the gym? Maybe you need to conserve your energy for, you know, maybe the next day and tomorrow you'll work twice as hard. And that inner dialogue is very often the reason why we don't go. So, yes, I agree very much to do with the way that our mind works. And there's that intimate relationship between the physical and um, and the mental. Yeah. And I think one of the big areas that that I guess I've come to understand and realize is this. You talk about the inner dialogue, but I think specific is this negative self-talk that we have. And, you know, I've, I've started to understand and learn that how that can impact our physiology. And that, you know, if we are negative towards ourselves, that can impact how we feel, how we act, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So this is going to slightly off on a bit of a tangent, but but can you talk a little bit about negative self-talk? Because I'm pretty sure that 99% of people listening to this will have that negative self-talk and it will be affecting their ability to get the outcome that they want. Yeah, certainly. I mean, and first thing to say, it is very common. Yeah. You know, ne- negative uh, self-talk, um, very common. And if we just stop and ask ourselves, well, do I want to think like this? You know, mm. do I want to have thoughts that actually criticize who I am as a person and then berate myself for sometimes not eating in a certain way or not going to the gym or not achieving other goals or not, you know, you know, in relationships or um, job satisfaction, etc. So really common. But if we stop and say, well, no, I don't want these thoughts, then it shows that there's a part of our mind that is outside of our control. So these thoughts are automatic. And on a neuroscientific level, what it shows is that it's brain activity. We can't stop thinking. Whereas, you know, there is this. uh, And again, sometimes it's plausible that, right, I'll just get to a point and I won't think like that anymore. Or I'll just end up arm wrestling these thoughts. And very often, not always, but very often these thoughts are coming from a part of the mind that is very primitive in nature. Um, and it's, it's actually doing its job. It's normal. Yeah. It's natural. It's healthy. It mm. shows that our brains are working well. It's just that in certain situations and the way that we live our life nowadays, it's not helpful. And that's one of the, the, uh, the common tendencies of what we refer to as the chimp part of the brain. Right. These unhelpful, negative, uh, automatic thoughts that we generate to ourselves. Yeah. And, and I think that part of that understanding and is something that I really want to delve into today is, is the chimp element of the brain. Because I think and I know I had this in the past before I had this level of understanding. And that is when you have these thoughts, your initial your initial thoughts are is that nobody else has these thoughts and that in some way you're either damaged or you're broken. And we're just not, as you quite rightly said there, Dean, is it's a, it's a natural part of the brain. So can, so can you, that obviously is one element of the chimp paradox, but can you explain 
break that down understand and, and explain the different parts of the brain but why we have those thoughts and why those thoughts are necessary yeah certainly um so whether we like it or not you know our brain is constantly sur surveying our environments for, yeah. for danger for threats mm. and opportunities and that's actually a survival mechanism and it's why we're still here as a species and we've not been killed off like other species so we have to uh, accept that there's a tendency for us to be aware, very aware of what's going on around us and also what's going on inside our bodies. And so that part of the brain, very primitive, very fast, very powerful, just because of the neuroscience. So the, the neurotransmitters that are involved, the way that the circuits are knitted together. Um, so very fast acting, powerful area of the brain that we actually share in architecture, so structure and function to uh, a group that we're a part of called the hominids. So that contains right. human beings uh, and uh, bonobos, orangutans, and of course the chimpanzee, very, very similar in structure and function to the chimpanzee brain, this part, not all of it. Um, so when we look at the agenda of this part of the brain, it's survival. So why wouldn't we be looking out for dangers? Why wouldn't yeah. we be concerned about what other people think about us? Because other people are an important source of security for us. Mm -hmm. You know, why wouldn't we be concerned about what might happen at a catastrophic level if we don't send an email or if we don't eat a certain way? Yeah. So it's really normal to have these thoughts, really common, um, and it works, this part of the brain, when it comes to the decisions we make and the judgments, very much based in feelings and impressions. Mm. And I'll use the terms of feelings and emotions um, sort of interchangeably. There are some differences, but it works on feelings and impressions. So that's one area of the brain. It has very powerful drives that compel us to act. And, you know, in this context, we all have a food drive. And we know yeah. if we don't eat, then at a very base level, at some point, you know, we'll leave this planet. Yeah. But at the same time, we get lots of, you know, psychological pleasure from eating. Sometimes we use eating to make us feel better in the moment, or even mm. if we're stressed or bored, yeah. just to change that feeling. So again, um, it has very powerful instincts, and many people would have heard of fight, flight, freeze. So this is yeah. one area of the brain that we refer to as the chimp. However, <laughs> and the good news, although saying that I have to say it's normal, natural and healthy, the chimp, it's not the enemy, even though I might have painted it like the demon there. Yeah. It's actually the best friend you'll ever have because it's looking out for you. Right. It's just that sometimes uh, the advice it gives and the suggestions uh, are a little bit inept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But So there's another part of the brain. It's called the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. Um, this part of the brain, um, it, its agenda is more about, well, if the chimp brain is there for survival, survive for what? What's my purpose? Mm. You know, what, what is it I want to do with my life? And it also has its own thinking styles. Um, it, it tends to think with perspective. It tends to think with shades of gray and with balanced judgment. So it thinks logically and rationally. So the right. part of the brain that can piece information together and look at the facts, the truths and the evidence. And this part of the brain in humans is generally about 30 percent bigger than 
the other uh, hominid group. So we have this exceptional ability to, you know, goal set, look into the future, plan, and often try and delay gratification. Whereas the chimp circuit is all about, I need to feel better now in the okay. moment. And that's very, that's why it's very difficult to, you know, wh why these two parts of the brain have to work together to achieve the longer term goals, as well as the short and the medium term goals. Um, so there are two parts of the brain. They, they think and act and operate independently of each other. Mm. The, the part of the brain that I just mentioned that thinks logically and rationally, that's what we refer to as the human part of the brain. You, the real you. Yeah. And, and the work that we do is try and help people discover that, well, actually, there is you in all of this. You've got a chimp. It's almost like, not to dehumanize, but it's almost like mm. a part of a machine. Yeah. Um, and then the third element of the model, Darren, is what's referred to as the computer. So right. this area doesn't think. This okay. area is like a huge uh, storage information. Um, so our memories, our values, our beliefs, our assumptions, our expectations, our preconceived ideas. Um, and this area of the brain advises the, the chimp and the human about what's gone on before and also runs automatic programs. So it can be programmed like a computer. Right. Uh, and and that's it's key to managing the chimp. Right. Okay. So I, I hope I hope that's got the, the uh, yeah. across the three elements. Yeah, no, that, that definitely has. So so to kind of go into a little bit more depth about that then. So so obviously we're talking about the prefrontal cortex, which is the, the frontal part of the brain, which is the the logical, you know, thinking, decision making part of the brain. Then obviously we've got the chimp element, which is the emotional side of it um which can can you know disrupt us so to speak and then we've got the computer part which is the the kind of like you say the storage and when you reference the computer part dean are you referencing like is it that is that related to like our subconscious mind or is that just is that something different all right <laughs> we can get into hot water as we start muddling you yeah. know subconscious pre-conscious unconscious yeah. etc so um there's lots of information that bubbles under the surface so, so right. stuff that we've been involved with you know throughout our lives mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not in our conscious awareness right you know so right now i mean you know we might be looking at each other on the screen but we might not be aware that there's you know the hum of an air conditioning unit or until it's yeah. brought into our conscious awareness mm -hmm. so um so when it comes to the model and uh, and the the unconscious and the pre-conscious very often yes it's stuff that's in our computer mm -hmm. and also stuff that the chimp is referencing in the computer mm -hmm. okay okay yeah so so that makes sense so so pulling this together then when we are in the scenario of, you know, either not wanting to eat in the in the manner in which we want to, to actually eat to get the outcome, i.e. weight loss, or we want to go to the gym, but we're just not, we we're, this whole motivational piece is not happening and we're not going. What's going on if we're looking at the chimp model at that point? You know, in general, obviously it's different for everybody, isn't it? But in general, what's generally going on there in, when we're looking at the, 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 the kind of model? Yeah, I mean, and this is key to understanding the way our minds work. Yeah. Because um, I, I refer to 
you know, the mind is a, a part of the mind is a machine. And when we mm. look at machines, sometimes they're very complicated, but their parts of it are understandable and they generally work to certain rules. And that's the same as our mind, right. very much like, you know, our body has certain rules. So yeah. if we if we eat too many, you know, pre- or eat too much processed food and too many calories and we yeah. don't expend it. And I know on a simple level, you know, at some point in our lives, we're going to put weight on they're the rules <laughs> you know we can't argue with them yeah and the, and and the mind is similar in a way so when we receive messages you know i've got a gym session booked or i'm going to eat clean or healthy uh, later on this afternoon i need to do some meal preparation etc then that information it it's received into the brain uh, part of the brain called the thalamus it's like a relay system right um, so then it sends the information to the rest of the brain and where it's needed and uh, as a general rule, it goes to the chimp circuits first. Right. So we have a feeling and impression about something first. They're the rules, <laughs> you know. So we like to bypass them and go, why can't I just think logically and rationally? Look, we have to work with what we've got. And an right. acceptance of the way the mind works is one of the first sort of rungs of the ladder to understanding the way the mind works. So we have a feeling and, you know, we get a sense of what's going on. And interestingly, depending on what else is going on in our life and, you know, the significance of the situation or the intensity, then the chimp circuits can release uh, like a cocktail of neurotransmitters, which actually inhibit or shut down the human brain from working. Mm. And, you know, very often that's why after an event where it's been quite stressful, we ask ourselves, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. Right. You know, I wasn't thinking clearly. I didn't know what to say. I couldn't get my words out. And well, that's the survival mechanism. That's normal. And there's no direct circuit. There are circuits, but they, mm. they can only modulate. They can't control the chimp. So the human and chimp, this sort of interaction is very much chimp dominant. So right. the human can't just say, shut down, chimp. Right. This isn't happening. And that's what we call in the model arm wrestling the chimp, where people are like, I don't want to think, I don't want to feel, I don't want to think like yeah. this. Just stop it, just stop it, get on with it. And it's exhausting, Darren. It's, mm. you know, it can be really tiring. Um, so after that, the chimp then looks into the computer and says, you know, what did I feel about this last time? What have you got for me? What did I do? What are my strategies? Is there any information that you can give me? What would you advise? So all the stuff that's in the computer Mm. and um, depending on what's in the computer, then that message and by message, I mean, you know, sort of oxygen uptake, blood flow in the brain goes back to the chimp to either settle it or keep the chimp in charge. Right. And eventually the blood flow comes back to us as the human and we get a look in so we can say, right, what do I think about this? Or, or what's just happened and now I need to make amends. Yeah, yeah. And key in all of that, Darren, is when the chimp looks in the computer, if the computer is programmed the way we want it programmed, as in we've got strategies, interventions, we talk the chimp's language, we have information that's going to settle the chimp, we have behavioral strategies, what we do with our bodies, what we do with yeah. our breathing, um, and we have plans, then the chimp might go, right, I'm worried about this. I've been working really hard. I'm not sure if I've got the energy. I feel, you know, my knee's playing up today. I'm not sure if I could go to that circuit training class, looks in the computer, 
if there's information in there that says, you know, you're meeting so-and-so, don't let them down. Um, right. you've, got the, um, you've got the capacity to modulate or, or change your training program. Um, this too shall pass. There are strategies in there. Then the chimp can go, okay, because it's, you know, it's just chimp thoughts. They're yeah. not real or perhaps an accurate or reliable indicator of what's actually going on. Mm. They're thoughts that we can actually choose to engage with. So if the computer is programmed, then the computer can take off and run its automatic programs. Yeah. And we sort of almost run on autopilot. Exactly right. And I think this is this is one of the key areas. And that is generally day to day. We do run on autopilot based on our life experience to date, based on on our upbringing. But I think what you're saying, Dean, is that the first the, the first part about all of this is awareness. So being aware that our brain produces thoughts that, are, that we don't necessarily control that perhaps is, is, is like you said, the fight, flight or freeze kind of thoughts. Um, and so now that we are aware of it, now the listeners can, can understand in, in some way how this is all fitting together, we can then be more conscious, can't we, about how we now start to put strategies and things in place to mitigate against this these situations, which ensures that as much as we can, because this is one thing that I do want to point out, and it'd be good to get your thoughts on this. We are human, right? We're not robots. So this is not going to work 100% of the time, is it? You know, it's, you know, and it, and it, you know, awareness and acceptance, isn't it, Dean, really? Um, which is key. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and right on the button there, you know, if you think the rules of the mind, well, the chimp goes first, it gets first bite of the cherry. Mm. So sometimes, you know, we're not going to get it right. No, you know, we are humans after all, even though we refer to it's all part of our, you know, overall architecture. And the model, like any model, is a simplification of something really complicated. Mm. And that's why we say, oh, the chimp brain, the human and the computer, yeah. rather than, oh, it's my orbitofrontal cortex. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. And, and this is why we encourage everyone when they start this journey. Um, I'll use the acronym. Uh, and it might help people when you set yeah. your day up and at the end of the day, when you're looking back on what's happened, be neat, you know, right. be neat. And what that means is the N is it's normal for our chimp brains to hijack us from time to time. Yep. It shows that, you know, the brain is still functioning very healthily. It's normal. We, ha you know, it, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's yeah. going to happen. Uh, and the A is, well, can we accept? And I know that's sometimes difficult. So, uh, are we willing to work with what is? So are we willing to work with the present moment and accept that this is where we are, yeah. not necessarily where we want to be? <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, this is where we are. Uh, and then the E is, well, let's expect it from time to time. And if we build right. it into our expectations, we're going to be better placed to then move on to the T, which is now I need to take care of it. So I'm yeah. learning all the time. So whilst I might be looking to develop my body physically and, you know, and, and, and make it healthier and so that I can, what, what, well, whatever my goals are, yeah. you know, walk with a dog in the woods when I'm 90 or yeah. build my own shed. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it's, it's right. I'll take care of it short term. I'll take care of it long term. And I'll do it at the same time. So I'll work on managing and understanding, developing skills to manage my mind as well as my body. 
So uh, that's why we always say be neat. Be yeah. Neat. Yeah. That's a great acronym, actually. And, and it's in the book as well. And I think it's something which, again, you know, all of this is a progression, isn't it? It's it's listening to what we're talking about today It's deciding that you're going to take action to, to kind of uh, improve it. But it's also accepting, isn't it, that it's going to take time. It's a process. You know, I use the analogy of a of an Olympic athlete. You know, they train four years to do one race, you know, and so they don't go from zero to a race. They take four years. So I'm not saying to, to kind of change your 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 mind or to, to kind of accept where you are and, and, and work with it is going to take four years. But it's a process and it's, it's about accepting that process, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's and it's developing skills and right like when we think about all the skills that we have we've developed in our life or whatever it is that people are, are listening have, have done over the, the the course of their lifetime well this is very similar and we know that when we're developing skills sometimes we get it wrong mm. sometimes we require a bit more focus and energy in one particular area and in the model it might be i need to get to know the nature of my chimp a bit more before mm. I move on to programming my computer, yeah. uh, am I am I practicing self care? So am I looking after the needs of my chimp before I then look at developing what we would refer to as a stone of life? You know, our truths, mm. our values, and our perspective. So very much about skill building, and mm. and again, as you said, focusing on well, what what are my processes? They're part of the plans to help develop that skill. Yeah, definitely. No, I completely agree with that, and I think. You know, it's for men and guys that I work with, it's often hard for them to, I wouldn't necessarily say grasp, but it's to, to, to understand that it's more than just the physical that, that we need to, to work on. It is obviously the mental. And, and I know there's a lot of talk about mental health and everything else like that now, but it's if you put it into the context of just like you go to the gym and you do reps in the gym, it's no different doing reps with your chimp and with your computer to improve that, right? So if you ever want to make a change in life, there's there's graft you have to put in, right? Um, yeah. And I can genuinely attest to the fact that if you do put this work in and you do become more aware about your thoughts, it does definitely transform your life for the better, 100%. So, so Dean, we've obviously given, you know, the listeners – a lot of context there we've given them you know a lot of the logic around how it all fits together and how it all works so in a practical sense then dean what would you say to the listeners that um maps perhaps haven't read the book yet obviously they're going to read the book after listening to this um and and uh, but then i thought actually no i you know i can resonate with that i can see how my thoughts are perhaps derailing the outcomes that I want to achieve. And so I want to change. So what would you say are like key concepts we could start to, to kind of implement? Uh, well, I, I would encourage everyone just to, uh, to establish what we refer to as development time, their mm. own development time. And, and that includes for those that, you know, like to is, is just to reflect on how they want to be mm -hmm. um, and what's getting in the way of that. Yeah. And then again, you know, take a, a little bit of time at the end of the day to reflect on how their day went. And that might look like um, and, you know, some of the listeners might be balking now saying, well, I've got to do extra stuff. And, <laughs> and look, it's, 
it might start, you know, just start with five minutes a day mm. and build it into, you know, your routine at the moment. So whether or not you shower in the morning or uh, or when you're brushing your teeth or, ha- or having a brew, you know, it's taking five minutes to deliberately, consciously, intentionally set your day up mm. rather than just just let the chimp and the computer run the day. And it's yeah. like, right, I'm just going to stop. I might take a big deep breath. I might look out, uh, you know, look out the window at a certain view that just sets me into human mode. And, mm. and I say to myself, where do I want to be? I want to be in human mode. Mm. So I want to think logically and rationally, look at the facts. What are the truths about the way my day is going to go? And that might include I've got certain challenging areas. It might include I, you know, I've planned to go to the gym at lunchtime or later on in the evening. You know, have I got the basics in place? Is my bag packed? Have I got my... Ta- it's just setting the day yeah. up. Yeah. And at the end of the day, then when you've been and lived your life, you know, when you might be um, like just before you, you sit down and, and watch something on Netflix or put your feet up or your evening meal, it's to go, right, how did the day go? Was I neat? You mm. know, where, where did I get hijacked if I did? Mm. where's my learning you know where do I need to now change my focus so the first thing would be just start set the day up five minutes here and there where you're just you know it's almost it's like pulling up the mental handbrake Mm. taking stock and going right okay I understand I've got this chimp it might be hijacking me you know it might be it might be very explicit. It might be, you know, in my, in the words I use and and the behaviours, but it might be quite subtle. It might just be affecting my thought processes and some of the feelings I'm experiencing. But if you don't do it, you haven't got that platform. So no, that would be the first thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think I just want to add into that as well is that becoming more introspective, so becoming more aware about yourself, is so va- so valuable. And I think that you know we all have busy days right i know we have careers we have families we have commitments i i completely respect that but i would argue against anybody who says i just don't have the time i would say that you it's not prioritize it's not a priority to you if you don't have the time we all have time we all have time and we can make time for stuff that we truly believe in and if this is something which you know is having a detrimental impact on your life you know because the gym and nutrition is more about more than just about the outcome the results it is more about a whole life really um so I, yeah i definitely i think you know and just to have that little acronym as well dean i think that's just so perfect you know just was i neat today you know it doesn't yeah. it doesn't take 30 seconds does it just to kind of reflect on that so i think i think that's that's a really useful tool that people listening to this can take away today so the other thing, though, Dean, as well, is that, you know, what we talked about there is a kind of a, a day that goes to plan. Right. And or more often than not, a day doesn't go to plan. You know, we get disrupted, we get derailed. So how do we then how would you say then that we in those moments when we are disrupted, for example, you know, we've got everything ready for the gym, we have everything planned. And then something happens at work, which means we can't go at the time we wanted to go. So we just throw the baby out with the bathwater and go, right, that's it. I'm not going at all. So how do we manage that? Yeah, I mean, it, well, first of all, it's tough, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's life. It's life. Uh, but the, fundamentally, it comes down to a choice that we have. Right. And, you know, in the model, it's going, am I going to go with my chimp or am I going to go with my human? Mm. And 
it, you know, if we look at tendencies of the chimp, it doesn't deal with reality. So it's almost demanding guarantees. If I prepare, if I work hard, then I expect this to happen. So yeah. neuroscientifically, the way our sort of minds work is they build this model of the world. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is the way it should go. Right. And the word should is crucial to this. Um, and then we actually go, well, let's have a look at what reality you've just explained it really well, Darren. It's like stuff gets in the way, you know, yeah. and things don't go to plan. That's reality. Yeah. So the chimp doesn't work with reality. It works right. with, it works with what should be mm -hmm. and the human brain, because it works with logic, truths and facts and reality deals with what is. Mm. So the human and we, the, the human has its set of truths to try and help settle the chimp and actually settle the human. Mm. And these truths are about the way life really is. Mm -hmm. And they help deal with some of the frustrations that we have when things don't go to plan. So what we're looking to do is get one step ahead of our chimp by right. developing our truths of life. And these right. truths of life that they, they can be, I mean, you know, these are just examples, but mm. you know, you know, life is often unfair. Yeah. And that, that might sound a little bit negative to start with, but what it does is it then is an acceptance that, okay, you know what, the way I see life, the experiences I've had and what I've been taught, good things happen to bad people, bad things happen yeah. to good people. So I know from evidence, life is often unfair. Mm. What do I want to do with my life? Well, I want to crack on and reach my goals. Mm. So I have a choice to go, well, it's not unfair and I can moan and complain and, and go with my chimp circuits or I can then say let's accept the, the the present moment for what it is you know we spill the milk it's yeah. still what do we yeah. do do we let it run under the kickboards and start to smell as we complain and blame or do we go we need to clean it up and get on with stuff and that's yeah. the, that's the human programming the computer and getting one step ahead of the chimp for when these things uh, do happen and we live by the way the human works, not the chimp's expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's really important that it, that acceptance piece. And, and this is something that I've struggled with a lot. And what I mean by that is setting goals and then not reaching the, the goal that I've set. That doesn't necessarily mean that you've not progressed. It just means that you've not hit that target. And I think you know, in society, we, we are very much driven towards, you know, uh, um, getting an outcome or, or a result. And, you know, we are let we have become, I believe, less tolerant to situations when that doesn't happen. And, and I think that it's, it's, it's OK, isn't it, if you don't achieve what you want to achieve, but it's understanding and looking back at where you've come from, because you will have made progress. You just won't necessarily have made it in the, the linear path that, you know, that you want to. And I think men particularly are very guilty of this is, is we're very linear thinkers. Well, I am at least anyway. And that is so much as, right, I'm at point A and I want to go to point B and I'm just going to go in this straight line. And we all know, don't we, Dean, that that doesn't happen. So it's, it's and that's when the chimp right really kicks in, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, again, you've hit the nail on the head. The chimp kicks in. 
So again, it's this fundamental difference between the way the chimp operates and the way the human brain operates. Yeah. So the chimp will go, you know, I, I'm working at the moment. I'm really privileged to work with many, many different people. Um, but part of the work I do with chimp management is with the uh, the Great Britain um, Olympic Taekwondo team at the moment, mm. and they're preparing for um, the Olympics. Right. Um, and so it's this. Okay. So if I don't get a gold medal, then it's not worth it. You know, okay. what, what's the point? Or if I'm not on that journey and everything's linear, then, I, but that's, again, that's part of the way that the, the chimp works and thinks. Mm. And the human can go, right, I'm going to, I'm responsible for managing my chimp. The, and again, this is an important point. So the, this is part of our neural architecture. So the human now is, I'm responsible for, you know, using my development time to stop, take a pause and I'm going to sit with my chimp and I'm going to look back down the mountain to how far we've actually come. Yeah. But it might be a year into your journey. And over that time, there have been a vast amount of different experiences and learnings. And yeah, of course, there are going to be setbacks. And the human can put, you know, put the arm around the chimp yeah. rather than, you know, rather than have this sort of, you know, worst critic relationship. It's best mm. friend. So look what we've achieved together. Mm. You know, so using the, the positive aspects of the chimp, which there are, you know, mm. it has motivation, it has drive, it has ambition, it wants to get to the top of the tree, it wants to have fun. Um, and to go, look, this is what we've achieved. Yeah. And I know that you want to turn around and look up the hill and go, yeah, but we've got so far to go or we haven't achieved. So, no, the human is, yes, sets the goals mm -hmm. and by all means, let the chimp dream. You know, yeah. if that dream is, you know, just, well, it could be anything. Let yeah. the chimp dream. Yeah. But the human is the one that says, right, now I'm going to do the goal setting because I work with the facts. Mm. And, uh, and you know, if we're going to look up the mountain, these are the step, the next steps that are part of this journey. And, yeah. and like you said, it's, we'll take the small steps and that will help us get closer to the dream. No guarantee but in general, the dream is outside of our control. It involves lots of different factors yeah. that we just can't control, even though the chimp feels like it wants to. But the yeah. human is the one who's doing the goal setting to get there. Yeah. And I, I like what you said there about, you know, there's lots of different factors outside of our control. And that is the same when we're talking about the simple aspects of fitness and nutrition, because it could be something as simple as, the gym's got a leak and you can't go to the gym, right? Yeah. Or the, the stuff for your diet isn't available at the supermarket, you know? So there are factors outside of our control. And yes, again, that will build frustration because the chimp is kicking in, but it's, it's that, it's almost like that acceptance. Okay. That's great. That's what well, it's not great, but it's happened. And so we really need the computer to really help us here. And we need obviously the, 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 you know, the prefrontal cortex to think about this logically. What can we do? What can we adapt? But I think, you know, it, as, as, as frustrating as it is when we don't reach our goals, like you say, we then follow this pattern of, right, I'm going to beat myself up now because I've not achieved it. And that will make me better. But actually, science has proven, hasn't it, Dean, that that doesn't happen. And the more kind of self-compassion we give ourselves the more likelihood it is that we will actually achieve the outcome yeah and it's um 
you know, self-compassion and self-acceptance and self-kindness. Yeah. They're, they're words that are creeping into sort of popular vocabulary. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm not, I'm not having any yeah. of that. You know, I'm just going to get <laughs> yeah. on with it. And, I, you know, and, and it, again, it comes down to choice. But, you know, for like self-compassion for us is understanding that, you look, let's look at the science. This is the way our brains work. Mm. And we've got to work with what we've got. And part yeah. of that is actually looking after ourselves. Yeah. And you know, it's a cliche of putting the old oxygen mask on first before you help others, because you're going to be better placed. Mm. And and that's why, you know, in, in the model, we always say start with you, you've yeah. got to look after yourself. And the human brain is both, you know, flexible, responsive, uh, adaptable. So when it comes to plans and goals, um, not happening, mm. then we can adapt, we, yeah. we, we have that ability. Whereas, again, the chimp tendency is just to get stuck in the weeds, starts mm. with the problems rather than the human go, well, I'm going to start with a solution focused approach. Mm. That's the mindset I choose to have. So yeah. I'm going to start right now, you know, and, and again, a tendency for the chimp to go, I'll start with what I want and where I want to be mm. rather than this is where I am. And this is what I've got. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, it's that, right. I'll, I'll go with the human. It's hard. It's, I mean, it's easier yeah. said than done, but yeah. that's why it's it is. skill. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. And it's like I said, you know, you and I can sit here on this podcast today and we can talk to the listeners about the logics are behind it and about the, the model and everything else. The implementation of it is not easy. And, you know, I can sit here sounding like maybe I've got it all fixed. Maybe it doesn't sound like I have, but I definitely don't. And, and, and it's, you know, it's so valuable speaking to someone like you, Dean, because it, it reaffirms and refreshes that it's just a constant process, you know, and we just have to accept that if we genuinely want to move forward in our lives and become better people, better persons, achieve outcomes and goals, it's, it is what it is, you know, we have to accept that. So Dean, for people that are really stoked about the, um, uh, you know, concept of the model and, you know, how they can get involved. What would you say are three things that they could take away from this podcast today that they could start to implement to help them? Uh, well, I think the first thing, and it is vital, is to set their own development time. So yep. establish that. That's number one. The second is remember to be neat. Yeah. Through, through, and use that acronym. Yeah. And, um, and I'd say the third is, is find out who you are and I would encourage everyone to try what we call the blank piece of paper exercise. Okay. And I mean, I can explain that now, Darren. If yeah, you go for to, it. Go for it. They can right. So very, very simply, it's um. Oh, I've just, I just lost one of my um. <laughs> That's all right. Just lost one of my earpieces. Uh, so very simply, it is um to take a blank piece of paper, yeah, a pencil or a pen, or you can do it on your phone. It doesn't really mm -hmm. matter, and just describe the person you want to be right the the ideal you in, yeah. in any situation i mean you can make it specific around fitness and health but mm -hmm. you know what qualities and sort of characteristics would yeah. we see from the ideal you mm -hmm. and for for listeners to take a moment to go well you know how do i want to be and yeah i don't know this this is just an example it might be well i want to be proactive or committed and yeah. you know uh, happy content creative what 
whatever's on there, right? Yeah, you know, come up with about five different things. Mm -hmm. uh, those who want to take it further, even write some behaviors. What would I see from you? You know, yeah. being the, would I see you smiling a lot more? Would I see you, you know, like welcoming people into the gym as you open the door for them? Yeah. And, you know, that, that sort of thing. Now, I don't know what would be on people's lists. Um, I, I know what wouldn't be on there. Right. It wouldn't be, I want to be overwhelmed or stressed. I don't want to meet my targets. <laughs> yeah. I want to sabotage my goals. Yeah. So whenever there's something on the list that you don't want, that's where the machine's in charge. That's where right. the chimp and the computer are working together. Um, and this is vital to our own sort of sense of self and you mm -hmm. know, self, self-esteem and self-perception is to go, right, that, that's not the ideal or perfect you. That's the real you. Right. That's you now. So the person you want to be is the person that you really are. Whenever you're not any of those things, because people might go, hang on, D, we've just been talking about sabotaging our goals and, yeah. you know, feeling stressed. And um, well, that's when, you know, you've been hijacked by the chimp right. and, and the computer. Yeah. So that's the real. And then develop that. Keep that to mind. Put it in your development time. Write a to be list you know, and as well as your to-do list. So yeah, yeah. My, you know, of all these thousand tasks that I have to uh, achieve today, this is now my to-be list as I go through mm. the day. Um, and then and obviously that is reinforced in Steve's books and, yeah. and on our website. Yeah, that's perfect. That's a to-be list. I like that. That's a very good um, title and, and, uh, and the thing to use. Yeah. And I think, I don't think, you know, many, many of us do that really, uh, you know, be, you know, actually, write down how we want to be, you know, and again, this comes back to, it won't necessarily always be that way, but it's at least it's a stake in the ground. It's something to aim towards. It's something how, you know, when, when life is, isn't going our way, how we want to, how we want to react in situations like that, how we want to, you know, deal with those things. So I think, yeah, it's, it's fascinating, Dean. And, and to be honest, I could talk about this stuff for hours. Like I said to you before, I've just got Steve's new book, uh, Path Through a Jungle, which is really, really good. And it's, uh, it's a big, thick book, by the way, for people listening. But uh, I definitely um, would highly recommend um, reading uh, The Chimp Paradox. It's a great book. Um, it's been out for quite a while now, Dean, hasn't it? Yeah, Chimp Paradox was published in 2012. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Steve has also bought out um, My Hidden Chimp, right. uh, which is for specifically for sort of for children. Right. Um, although I have to say, I, I actually love the book because it's got like <laughs> colouring parts in it. So yeah. it's, it's great, for, yeah. great for me. Yeah. Um, and as a sort of companion to that book, he bought out um, what's called The Silent Guides. So mm -hmm. that's for sort of adults and caregivers to understand what's behind my hidden chimp and yeah. then a path through the jungle came out last october yeah um, and just to say darren it is a it's a thick it's it's a quite a big book and the reason is that steve wants it to be uh, like the intention is it's it's almost like a like a manual mm. uh and like a course so there yes. are lots of different stages that people can then work through almost i don't know if the feel of it was almost like a revision like a gcse a level revision book but yeah that's the intent yeah i think i think for me it's exactly that as you say it is a bit like a manual and it's not a book that you just pick up and read cover to cover it's a book that you pick up and you read a chapter and then you start to implement what you've learned in that chapter so i think yeah. that's the way that i'm using the book anyway um 
And I think, yeah, it, it's very valuable. But The Chimp Paradox is a great book to kind of get uh, to understand the model that, that Steve has, has produced. So, Dean, if somebody wants listening and wants to take it that one step further, obviously you've got chimp management and there's whole kind of coaching behind the, the concept that Steve's developed. So can you just give us a little bit of insight into that as well? Yeah, um, I would encourage, uh, if you want to know more, we have a, a website, it's uh, chimpmanagement.com. Yeah. And part of the website is called The Troop. Um, right. It's free, uh, apart, well, is anything free nowadays? You know, yeah. Because it's your time. And yeah. So all you have to do is sign up with your email address. Right. And um, it's like a, an online community yeah. uh, for people who are interested in the chimp model or using right. the chimp model as a framework to help understand and manage their own minds. Yeah. So uh, Steve does a monthly episode where he'll do a, a short video mm-hmm. and we're covering the different uh, um, stages in the book at the moment. Right. One of the mentors does a development time exercise. So again, just to keep you interested, there's a challenge every month. Mm-hmm. There's a discussion board where you can add your own sort of experiences and insights and experiences and questions. Uh, there is a set of foundation videos. So those of you who don't want to read the book, you might even you know just want to watch the videos. Mm. And uh, and sometimes that brings it to life in a different way. Mm. Um, but that that would be sort of stage sort of you know after sort of looking at the the books or audio books um you know join our online community you're very welcome yeah. uh we have conferences we've got a conference coming up in may uh two days okay. and um steve peters will do a keynote opening address then there is a series of workshops and then uh we're fortunate enough this year to have sir chris hoy uh, oh, do wow. sort of like a, this is this is the way i've worked with the model and this is yeah. uh, helped me on my yeah. journey um and uh, we also do one-to-one mentoring um, and even for like organizations and clubs, we do talks and workshops. Um, so yeah, and uh, we run a, bes- I say bespoke, it's not bespoke at all. It's actually, uh, and the evidence will be out soon. We run uh, an eight sessions, an eight stage skills for life um, series of workshops where right. we take people on a journey through the model. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So there's, there's a lot there and various different stages that people can get involved in, but yeah, I'd just like to thank you again, uh, Dean, for coming onto the podcast. It's, it's been really insightful. It's fascinating stuff. Um, and for people that really want to live a, 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 you know, a meaningful, purposeful life, I'd highly um, encourage them to have a look, have a look at the chimp management website, join the community. Um, and, and yeah, just thanks very much again, Dean. Uh, been an absolute pleasure um like i said my life has been around you know health and fitness um and now i've sort of moved into you know the the psychology aspect of it yeah uh, it's been a real pleasure to be here darren so thanks very much for inviting me yeah thanks very much again dean and i look forward to uh, to meeting you in person no problem thanks very much bye thanks for listening to the fitter healthier dad podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.